want to dive right into the topic today. We're going to skip the intro, but welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast. Cody Teal here. And wanted to talk a top talk about a topic that is on my mind, and it was I even it struck me even stronger while I was at, eating dinner today. We were at Olive Garden and I was watching the screen, and it was a, a documentary or a you know remembrance of the life of Kobe Bryant. And consistently, all the people that talked about him talked about his hard work, how he just never stopped. You know, no matter what, he was always very dedicated to mastering his craft. And recently, combined with that, I'm seeing a lot of people starting to recruit and get ready for the summer, for summer sales. And they're asking, like, how do you recruit people? What do you do to bring people on board? And hard work is one of those key elements you're looking for in a recruit. And I think we talk about hard work. I know we talk about hard work. I know we hear about that value all the time. But so many people don't define that. I mean, if you go to any interview and you say, we want people that work hard, how have you worked hard? People are like, I work super hard, yada, yada, yada. But very few people actually do. So I want to help define what hard work it really is. So if you're not, so you can have a standard by which to measure yourself. And if you're meeting that standard or exceeding it, great. If you're not, like, you better put in some time and effort to get up to that standard. And I'm not, I do want to clarify, like, hard work is different for everybody. But there are times in our lives where we want to get a certain goal or want to become a certain, to a certain level of performance those are times when we got to really just button down and work super hard. Okay. So I'm going to share a couple stories of my life and then also some, hopefully some other stories if they come to mind. But remember the context of this saying, like, especially in sales or business, if you want to get to the next level, there's going to be a time where you got to just put your nose in the grind and work crazy hard, harder than you've ever done. And it's going to suck. But what I've noticed is people's ability to endure pain to get a, an outcome the, the stronger, the, the greater degree to which you can endure that pain, the greater likelihood you're going to hit that outcome. Okay. So here's something that was like, for me in my life, it was like a pivotal moment where I like really had to put my nose in the grind and just wanted to be successful with it. And you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh your head off when you hear what it is. Um, for me though, it was like super important at that time. And it was ballroom dance. I remember in middle school, I was really socially awkward. I probably still am socially awkward, but Back then, it was not cool to be socially awkward, and uh, I was getting, I was really scared of going to high school, because middle school was really tough, and I thought, man, high school's even more kids, and they're bigger, and uh, you know, I was so worried, and I remember my mom was a young woman's advisor, counselor, or something, and she was talking to one of the young women that was graduating, she was a senior, and I was like passing by or whatever, and she's like, Cody, if you want to be popular with the girls, you have to do ballroom dance. And I didn't even know what ballroom was. Like I had like the vaguest clue of what it was, but like this like thing of wanting to be popular and accepted was so strong. I was like, I got to try out for ballroom. So I remember watching for tryouts on like the poster every, I passed by the poster every day or like where they put announcements in middle school. I'd pass by every day. And like the day they had tryouts, I was like, I'm there. You know, I put in the calendar, I was like committed, you know, and I show up and try out. I'm sure I looked awful because I cannot keep beat for the life of me. Like my internal metronome is the most broken thing ever. And I had probably two left feet and it was awful, but somehow by some miracle, I made the team and I was really committed to being, being good at it. But the problem was, is I just was not coordinated at all. And my, a lot of kids would pay for private lessons or professional tutoring or whatever. And we just have, I didn't have the means to do that. And I remember 
having to try to keep up with these guys, these people that did it like a, the real, like real, like real ballroom dancers. And I was not, and the, we, we'd go to these summer camps and I didn't have time to like go to, I didn't just have time. I had to catch up. And I remember going to summer camp and going to practice and then coming home and just dancing for like two or three hours afterwards just to try to get the routine down, try to get the steps down, try to get my body to move the way it was supposed to move because it didn't want to. And I remember my junior, going into my junior year, they decided to form like a competition team. And the competition team would like travel around and go to these competitions, go to the national competition. And I was like, oh, I want to be on the team. And so I worked really hard and I didn't make the team. And I was like devastated. And I know, well, the, I know for 100% fact, one of the reasons I didn't make the team was for like political reasons. Because like the teacher had some favorites she wanted on there, even though they, like, they had other sports and they were not committed at all. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this team. It doesn't matter. Like I was like so committed. I did not see any possibility besides me being on the team. So I literally went to the coach, our ballroom dance coach. And I was like, I'm going to be on this team no matter what. So can I show up to the practices? And she's like, sure. You're not going to be able to dance the competition, but you show up to practices. You can be an alternate of the alternate. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And I remember that summer I got, I had two jobs that summer and I wanted to pay for a private lesson. So we, I was able to pay for private lessons and work and dance throughout the summer. And I went to both teams practices and I, it was like so wearing on me. Cause I remember we would do like one team practice and then I'd go to the next one and do another team practices. And I remember there were two weekends where we danced for 10 hours straight, just to learn the routines, um, for two days. So it'd be 20 hours. And that's a lot of dancing. Um, it was like so freaking tough. But again, I had excluded the possibility of me not making the team. Um, it ended up like when the semester came around, I ended up I ended up being getting a spot on the team because I maybe she was just saw I was so determined. And long story short, I ended up dancing the national championship. We won. It was awesome. It was great. Um, but I remember the sacrifice to get there. It was so crazy. I remember for the national championship, we the week before or two weeks before we had lost a, a key like match or key like competition in our team formation. And our coach was like so livid at us. She got a one of the choreographers and we found some random church in Utah. I remember she was like, your form is so bad. This lady was so crazy. Not the coach, the the this private instructor, this choreographer. And she literally made us hold our arms up in dancing position for an hour straight. And we got to let it down for five minutes and we had to hold it up again for an hour. Like, I'm not kidding you. That's how long we held it. And I don't know how we did it, but it was our, our, <laughs> our posture was way better after that. But the point of me sharing this long, elaborate story about ballroom, which is like the randomest sport ever for some random Idaho kid to do, was that first, like there was a switch that happened in my mind where there was no possibility of me not obtaining my goal. And there was nothing I would stop at to be able to get that goal. And I worked like crazy hard, not only in like the sport, but like be to like work hard to be able to fund the sport because ballroom is not cheap by any means. You have costumes and tours and it's so expensive and lessons and camps and just goes on and on and on. My parents and like, we didn't, my family didn't have enough to support all that. So I had to fund a lot of it myself and they did give and help as well. Um, but that's just what it was. And so it's crazy that, and so looking back at my life, if someone asked me the question, Hey, what's something really hard that you've done? I could point to ballroom 
And that's something I chose to do. It wasn't something I was forced to do. It's something I chose to do. And when I've interviewed sales reps, every single one of them that's been successful, almost, well, I think, yeah, almost without exception, if I ask them, is there something before this hard you've done in your life that you chose to do, really successful sales reps say yes. They can point to a specific series or event in their life where over an extended period of time, they had to put a ton of hours and sacrifice in to be successful at something. And that that one key ingredient is more important than intelligence. It's more important than like your skill set or your talent or whatever. Like if you can just stick to something, like just a like you see these dogs that, that are trained to grab onto like an attacker and hold on and never let go. They'll die before they let go. If you can hold on like a dog on that bone that's never gonna let go, it's like literally gonna die for that bone. That's how you have to hold on to something. If you can hold on to something that hard you're going to go places and it doesn't matter how smart you are, how dumb you are, what tricks you have, what insight you have, all those other things can help. They definitely should like you should network, you should use others, but like that one core ingredient is the one thing you have complete control over. Everything else, there's an element of luck in, but that, but the one thing you control is how tenacious you are and how strong you hold on that commitment. And I know that if you can control that one thing, all the other variables will be more likely to work in your favor, all right? So if, you, if, if you're listening to this, you're like, man, that's me, I've done it, great, that's awesome. If you're someone that's like, if I asked you what's something you've chosen in your life that's been really, really hard to accomplish and you can't think of something, you need to pick something. Maybe that's climbing a really tall mountain. I just had a, a call a, a church like, what do you call it, a church member, a fellow church, I don't know. Um, they climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, something like really tall, you know, really crazy. And, and that, I'm sure that wasn't easy, right? You need to, maybe maybe there's some kind of like championship you want to try to win or anything. Like you need to pick something that's really, really hard, that's going to stretch you. And if you do that, that's going to help you in other areas of your life, all right? So commit. If you haven't done something hard yet, find something, commit something to be proud of. And the journey along the way will help you become a better person. So whatever your professional, your family, whatever life, you're going to be better at because you know you had something you were committed to and came out on top of.